1978, Universal Studios thought they could remake Rocky, except with wrestling and call Paradise Alley. This is what happened. You want them? We got them. Movies for guys who like movies. Coming up next, only on TBS. Here we are, the movies for guys who like movies. Now, just we don't have to go into a tremendous exposition about this. Growing, growing up, as when we watched wrestling, usually if you, we would stick around after wrestling because we just couldn't get enough mayhem, we needed we needed something else. And the cool thing was on on Turner Television, they would usually follow with just their theme of the night, which was movies for guys who like movies. It was an action movie night. It was always kind of fun. I had that. A classic opening to it and everything, and it was my introduction to a lot of uh, the movies that I ended up totally really loving. Yeah, over time. yeah, 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 absolutely. As a kid too, you know. So this podcast, it's 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 all the same folks. I'm William Rankin. There's Charlie Stabile over there. We got Jason Keesler over here. Hey, front all, and center. It's the New Blood kind Rising podcast. We're just we're we're taking some time to talk about movies here a little bit and doing so in kind of a typical WCW type of fashion, I guess. Well, that's our thing. Two passions: professional wrestling, movies. Right. Only absolutely. those two. No, no, no. Those are the two. Main important. Oh, right. I mean, we could do a music podcast, but you know. Oh, it would get yeah. ridiculous. Uh, yeah. just, it was always, you know, that was the apartment. Movies, wrestling. That's right. Like, they went hand in hand. That's the wrestling right. movies. Well, uh, great. Like, well, that's a good thing. Like, like a great example of like the kind of movies that I hope that we'd be talking about. First movie we watched at the apartment when we moved in together. Lethal Weapon Lethal Two. Weapon 2. <laughs> Lethal Weapon Two. two. Not yeah. the first. Not one. the first no. one. No. I love the first one, but the second one second is one's so is the best. It yeah. is a ten out of ten. I would agree. It's one of the greatest sequels ever made. Yeah. And so, it doesn't get enough credit for it either. You know, we we were talking about what would our first episode be. We figured it'd be kind of fitting since we're kind of jettisoning from a wrestling podcast. Let's do a wrestling movie. So here we go. This For the all the Sylvester Stallone fans out there, I'm pretty sure most of you don't have this one pegged anywhere close to a top ten of his. Maybe even maybe deep. Maybe not even a bottom ten. Right. I doubt most people have seen this movie. So it's hidden. It's In 1978, Stallone decides, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you what I can do besides just write and act in a movie. I'm gonna show what I can do directing a movie. Paradise Alley is the result. Now, coming off of Rocky, obviously Sylvester Stallone was, I mean, a massive star. The movie won Best Picture. I mean, he got an Oscar nomination he, for writing two, and for two. for acting. The yeah, Costner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Costner. Well, technically, and, I guess it would be the Stallone. He did it first. He did do it first, but I think... Well, that's, that's, that's a carry-on. <laughs> but afterwards, Stallone in between Rocky and Rocky Two is in an interesting era where I think he's trying to... He is he has an idea of what he wants to be in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And the results are going to show that that's not what people want you to do. Well, the, another thing that's interesting, uh, he wrote this screenplay before he wrote Rocky. Right, right. And he couldn't sell this one. But he could sell Rocky. Well, so this script right. was originally supposed to be a black... It was a black story. He wants to be African-American. Right. He had to change it to Italian. Right, because yeah. it was the only way they were going to sell it, with him in the lead. Yeah. I mean, well, he, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a likely story. So, <laughs> the other movies around this era are Fist. Yep. Which is, Norm, I think, Norman Jewison yep. did that movie. And, you know, it's unions in the Midwest, and not it's exactly... It's the, Norman Ray. 
It's Norman Norman Reigns. It's not exactly the typical Stallone vehicle by any means. Right. Because of what he did to his career. Not not even this is not the... I mean, I know it's it's, it's number two. No, it's not. But it's not. It's not a wrestling movie for about half the movie. Oh, God. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just not sure for... Like, this is... Just to summarize it up, I think he speaks more in this one movie than he does in all the Rockies, all the Rambos, and the Expendables. Okay, yeah, so the number one, the, the, I mean, we can go right into it right about the, This movie is a showcase of Stallone's ego. Mm-hmm. This is a massive portrait of his oh ego. And you know what? I don't, obviously none of us know the man, but you, you, when you were out in Los Angeles, you talked to somebody who had a great Stallone ego story. That yeah, was a hundred. So, you know, like, and we've heard it throughout the years, like various, like, uh, there, there have been various uh, stories that have backed this up or whatnot. But this movie really shows it on screen. Like the, the the very first thing, <laughs> the very first thing I notice is his title card for his name is bigger than the movie. Yep. The movie. I, I, I'm pretty sure it is. I may be wrong, but I. Doubt I it. Opening is so it it's hilarious. It's, <laughs> okay. it's so dumb. 1946 New York. But no one talks like it's 46. No. Don't really. He doesn't dress like it's 46. We are on the rooftop. Uh-huh. Of one of of one particular building, we're going to see a lot of rooftops here because Sylvester Stallone, as Cosmo, is just brilliant. <laughs> he is going to go. He's going to race this other dude who's like the scariest looking dude in slow motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the rat guy. Yeah. They name and they're going to jump from rooftop to rooftop for, for five dollars. But this is 1946. Five dollars. Right. The thing is, how do you lose? Because when that moment finally comes, I was just, really? <laughs> and then they chicken out. It, it's, it's very odd. And what, what plays over? Well, <laughs> well the, the, thing, I, the thing I noticed immediately was like, St- up, Stallone is so concerned about the rules. Like, he wants to go over the rules. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. says it like three times. Let's go over the rules of the race. <laughs> and, and, and Stitches is like, we know the rules. We, we know, know, the, we know rules. the rules. We know the rules. <laughs> And then, as you said, when they start running, it's mm. almost like they're doing the chariots of fire yes. thing. Yeah, before, before chariots of fire. fire. <laughs> so maybe they borrowed this and went, you know, we should do that. Only not we make it to hear a song. And and it's the most surreal moment I've ever experienced in a movie. To I was where very aware of myself. This song. <laughs> I was watching this. The song that starts playing is a song called "Too Close," and it's actually. The singer is Sylvester Stallone. Not he Frank. sings. No. no, it is him. It is Sly singing. Yep. So I'm too close to paradise. And too close to yeah. There's a lot of that. He sings it like Elvis. Yeah, that's what he's trying. Yeah, it's only up when he's singing the too close. When he has to go to a high note is amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, his singing isn't that. It's when he has to go really high though. <laughs> okay, now. If you can make it through the the opening credit sequence because of the the singing and how weird it is, you, you're going to be fine for the rest of the movie. But Tom Waits is in this fucking movie. Yeah, and how you about don't that? get Tom. You. All right, and you don't get Tom Waits to be sing your intro. No, him or Frank? That is yeah. your brother. Frank, who? And then Frank is in the movie as you guessed it. A singer. Yeah. He looks angry. Yeah, he does. And I and I was I wrote it down. I was like, I bet he's angry because he I, has to do this and he not sing. Take me back mm-hmm. in Rocky, one one of the best Rocky songs. 
And he, I mean, he plays one of the street guys you know, in that movie. Yeah. I love that song. And it's, and it's proven. It's, Frank Stallone's a good singer. Yeah. He, he is. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's weird that we only hear him singing in Sylvester Stallone movies. Right. Why not have him do this? It, it makes just, no sense I wouldn't want Stallone all. to have Frank act a major scene. I drug it. Come over here. We gonna do it. This chase is so. Th- it's crack- dumb. When this guy falls, I'm like, oh, it's over with. These are. Oh, it's, it's over. over. <laughs> yeah. And he's holding on to clothesline. The angle of it's so weird. He looks like a small man. I have no idea how high up he is. I'm like, are they are twenty are feet? Are they thirty feet? <laughs> Should you go get him? No, because he's clearly... I got the five dollars. Except he tears the bill like in the... Well, because it's got 35 nails in it. I mean, like, there's a ton. Were those nails in it? I thought it was something else. I thought it was nailed. I was watching a blurry YouTube copy, too. I got the the five dollars. This is five (laughs) dollars, 1946. I can go buy a house. The number right, so let's just go ahead and address the the big problem with this movie right off the bat. It's the fact that Sylvester Stallone is... He has nobody trying to control him because he's so over the top, mm-hmm. no pun intended, throughout yeah. most of this movie. His personality is ungodly. It's Here, nuclear. Here's the thing. We're going to get into this. Rocky is all him except for the directing. Uh, Rocky II, which is the movie that this is sandwiched in between, you know, Paradise Alley, uh, he has no control in that one either. But it still feels like Rocky. Right. It still feels like the sequel to Rocky. This, and this movie is only two years after the first one. And yet, it's all, it's trying to mimic the storyline patterns of the first Rocky. However, he is absolutely, and this is almost a compliment, nothing like Rocky Balboa in this movie. He's, I, I, he he's very unlikable. Very right. Borderline dislikable. Yeah, well, it's a mix. He's endearing and, and then annoying at the same time. He's annoying. It's not until the second half of the movie he manages to kind of become Rocky, which is what, what you're waiting for. Hell, before I started watching this movie, I thought he was a wrestler. Yeah. So, you know, to have Me to too. that, yeah. I was like, uh, what, this wait is Rocky Five of wrestling? You you hold the bucket? <laughs> We're watching yeah. the bucket holder's journey? And it's just, I, I see what he was going for, and I, and yet I don't. Plus, but, but yeah, like to, to get back to your point though, mm. he he's able to show restraint in Rocky Two. Mm. Hell, he directed what four of the six Rocky movies? Yeah, soon to be seven. Well, right. Look at the it's Rocky. He's very humble, very shy, and it's a great character. Rambo he plays it so well. Postpartum or not postpartum? Sorry, PTSD. He had a baby. Sorry, PTSD. PTSD. He doesn't talk very much. He's a loner. Um, That's a it, great performance. Yeah, and it is. And then. It, and I know we're trying not to compare some because this was like his second movie. It's hard not. But this is, and then even the Expendables, where it's more Gabby. He's a little chit chatty, but he's nowhere like this. Like he is ninety miles a minute. This is like in your face. Yeah, the absolute worst. I, I hate the, uh, the his his worst dialogue is with Ann Archer. It oh. is the worst. Hey, crap. baby, come on, baby. Remember how it worked so well with Talia Shire and Rocky One? He goes for the same approach, and it is literally the exact opposite. He is a. He, He's a creep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a creep. If you dialed him down, it would make this movie significantly better yeah. right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. You give more screen time to Armand Asante. All right. So let's talk about the brothers. Screen debut. Yeah. Yeah. Because introducing Armand Asante. So he is the best part. This is the prequel to Judge yeah, Dredd. Yeah. I thought of that too. So this, this is better than Judge Dredd. <laughs> so we, this movie at its core is about the journey of three brothers in Hell's Kitchen, New York, trying to 
make something of their lives, get to a better place, things of that nature. So we got introduced to Cosmo, the rooftop jumper, mm-hmm. for $5, who also does his trading places bit. Yes, he does. He does do the trading places, before trading places. <laughs> Salone had it all coming. He knew it. <laughs> I can see the 80s, man. They're right there. <laughs> so above the horizon. We meet Armando Sante, who is Lenny. Mm-hmm. Lenny, who is a coroner. Or no, he's a he's not he's a coroner. I'm sorry, he's an undertaker. Uh huh. Well, we we don't we meet him last. I thought we met uh, we right. Met we'll, we'll, we'll circle back. Well, I mean, we'll circle back. And, and but he's he has got an interesting past. He has a war injury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, him, uh, not crippled again. But he needs a cane. He's handicapped. Right. And then we meet Victor, who I sw- played by Lee Cannelloni. He is long since retired. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't remember ever seeing this guy in Never. anything. He, he's a Marlon Brando lookalike. But uh-huh. he's fantastic in this movie. Well, he, he's like Lenny from A Mice and Men, except I'm, not like fully like right. out of like special or whatnot. Well, to quote to quote Tropic Thunder, he didn't go full retard. There, okay, there we go. Well, I mean, it's, it's he didn't. He, that's what I'm saying. That's well, what right. <laughs> no, this is what I mean. Is he did not go so over the You're top right. with playing that because he and, was capable in other areas. And, and roles like this are so hard for people to do because you either come across as Underwhelming, or you come across as comical. I mean, that's case, he, he's that, serviceable. The right. stupidest, the, the thing that drove me, that stupid scene where he's singing Farrah Jacques. I want. Oh my god! I, I was wondering what you were thinking about that. <laughs> it goes on for what feels like like an entire WCW. Paper it's a game. useless scene. Yeah. It means ab- It doesn't. And he changes the lyrics. It's oh. cute, I guess. Stallone absolutely flips out and decides to kill well, is like, it, all the cockroaches. From so is, that, is that what it's supposed to establish, is that these three brothers live together, they kind of live together in squalor because they're all kind of on top of each other, and then there's those bugs laying around that they got to handle? Well, they're just they're just trying to sell more of the fact that they're poor. and they're mm-hmm. Except, have you noticed when they go to the bar, there's a shitload of beer. Well, so yeah. who's paying for this beer? Well, the Iceman, clearly. <laughs> 48 hours? No, that's... No. Not, what? Uh, the phantom it. villain. <laughs> we never. <laughs> You're telling me it was the partner all along. Keyhole. It's keyhole. <laughs> I want that two and a half hour version of that. Show movie. up and sign the fucking form. I'm from Armed and Dangerous. Same performance. Armed. You watched Armed and Dangerous recently, didn't you? I did. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Se- in a, yeah, yeah, I just like the covers the best part. In a I'm podcast sorry. about movies, we do segue to other fucking movies. But um, the dynamic between the brothers is interesting because we talk. Uh, Victor, the 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 Marlon Brando brother, is he, he works on an ice truck. You know, he's just trying to earn an honest living. He we find out he has a girlfriend. A is it say Japanese or Chinese? She's Chinese because because there's a line coming up where Stallone says, "Why do you want to be with her? Her family bombed Pearl Harbor," and he said, "She's Chinese, not Japanese." Like the he, he really, what's the difference? Yeah, he goes, what's the difference? Well, because he keeps calling her Suey instead of Sue. A lot of good uh, stuff in there. <sighs> so, the problem with this movie, I find, is that for 50 minutes, it goes nowhere. It's just nothing. Um, it's not character development either. Starts. Like, like, which isn't too far ahead, but it, it doesn't exactly elevate it. It, <laughs> it just gives it somewhere to potentially go later. It introduces your Death Star. So we it look, does we got a couple. Death Star. We got a couple of bars here. So there's not Paradise Alley. Well, we get to later, but we've got Mahone's is the bar where Six all the. Bomb. It's where That's all, a great name. Oh yeah, where all the guys go to. That's where their hangout is. It's a dive bar, like to the umpteenth degree. It's mm-hmm. it's a hundred percent a dive bar where Tom Waits is 
and they're playing the piano. Cricket his neck around like an owl. And the I brother slept with anyone since the depression. Yeah. Now where is the what's the name of the bar where Ann Archer hangs out? I don't remember. Because well, we get to meet Red Tinted Bar from that YouTube video. No. Is that, that's what it reminded me. of. All I kept thinking was, "This is the Love Is a Battlefield video. This is oh, it's that yeah. music video." The well, there was only time. one other color of light. Then there's like this weird like part of the movie where it looks like this bar holds all the eighth grade dances. Yeah, where it's like all, like the women like dance, then they go stand on the wall and just because it's like a it's <clears> it's not a <throat> prostitute thing, but right. they're paying to dance with the ladies. Right, and, and then they're just like this guy really wants to dance with you over here. <laughs> he'll, pay, he'll pay $20. I don't care. I don't care. And stay clean or whatever the hell yeah. they kept saying to him. The pimp. But the, the bar scene with um, Sticks and uh, Terry Funk. Terry Funk. And this is, this is an almost unrecognizable Terry Funk. Not just because it's 20 years before we started watching him. But he actually, he doesn't look fat. No, he looks jacked. He looks jacked. Yeah. His face just happens to be bigger. Because at first I thought he was fat. And then eventually he takes his shirt off, and I'm like, "This, I mean, it's like jacked for like the 1940s. Right. Not like jacked like we know it now, but still, jacked nonetheless. Right? He's bigger than he was in Roadhouse, but he's less cut. I'll tell you this, it's not the Terry Funk we, I think, no. grew up watching wrestling. Terry Funk is right. actually very good yeah. in this movie for what the part is. Right. I really enjoy watching it. Because Terry Funk, like when I think of Terry Funk in movies, I think of Over the Top and Roadhouse. Yeah, that's where he it. just basically plays a henchman. Right. Yeah. No, here he is a bad dude. So, like, we we saw a setup with the race earlier, but the the three Carboni brothers are few have a little feud with the Stitch Stitch Jones Stitch's game. crew. Yeah. So now we want to raise the ante, and I look. Th- this is the brilliance of of, of Cosmo. Yes, it is. How brilliant is is Cosmo when he's like, oh, you know, what we should do. We need to get that monkey. Yeah. Huh. He's always looking for the fast buck, and he thinks because the guy thinking, who had the monkey made monkey. With I'm, yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, it's going to be like, I'm going to take the monkey and make a profit, like Tremors with Victor Wong taking the driveway. Yeah, it's, it's just, I'll pay you this, and then I'm going to make a Now, how do we get to that point? So how do, this is awesome. This is the most anticlimactic action scene I've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> the sweaty but, stare down? But it is, it is something to behold. <laughs> like, it is like a, a future, like, vision of what Stallone's over-the-top action directing is going to be like with no action. Right. This time. Because yeah. uh, he basically challenges uh, Terry Funk's character to an arm wrestling match but wants his brother Victor, right. the slow Marlon Brando-looking guy, to do the arm wrestling. Since he has like, he's, he's a big dude, he lifts, he carries know, ice all day. Lots and lots of ice, he probably could stand a chance. This arm wrestling match you know, it goes on. It has like a dissolve a in it. Yeah, that yes. must mean it lasts like ten it minutes. It lasts so long. It's a long time that people start leaving. I will, yeah, people. I will say for the first half of how long this lasts, this is very interesting. The way that he's shooting it, and it does, and then it kind of lulls uh, with them just kind of standing off. But then it becomes interesting again because Terry Funk's nose starts to bleed. Yeah. There's the thing, the facial. I kept wondering, like, is that that's got to be a shoot? Like, he just, he that's just was, he was so intense. <laughs> My God, because it's not like dripping down; it's just a little bit, like right here. And mm-hmm. yeah, and it's the Terry Funk's character, uh, Frank. Yeah, Frank. <laughs> Frank. 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 The yeah, he's just sitting there, like he is making like the 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 grunts and the the straining faces. Meanwhile, Victor's just like super calm, like just kind of staring, like this is fun. Except the fact that all the giant beads of sweat that are on both of them. Right. And it's just, 
I like that because here's this ah so violent I'm going to kill you and this other guy's like oh my brother just asked me to do this I'm just doing and then, it. if it had been trimmed a bit mm-hmm. just a bit I, I think this could have been a really great scene yeah like, as, as goofy as it is oh yeah I was into it but he ends up winning it because Armando Sante tells him get annoyed and annoyed is apparently like the the buzzword to get little Marlon Brando it's like ready to go when you would hear pop goes the weasel yeah <laughs> so they get them so they got <laughs> so our heroes got the monkey great uh, it does, too. Which is apparently cut in the European version of the film. Uh, and it was cut back then, not like in today's PC. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I, I didn't know what I was looking at for a second. What the hell is going on here? You thought you started watching like a scene from Temple of Doom, didn't you? Yeah, it was like something at Temple of Doom. So let's dive back into the Anna Archer thing now, because this becomes a part of the next... I love Anna Archer. Yeah. It's so cool to see She's her. a it's good actress. I've never seen before. Yeah. It, it's a shit character. Like, you know, we saw the in the... You know, she, she doesn't like have to do... What she does to get a dollar to get ahead. Yeah. And behind she's the scenes, she sculpts. She has a little sculpting, like all characters that have this, they all have to have some type of artistic thing they do behind the scenes. That's all, every real. hooker with a heart of gold has got to be an art fiend. They've all, every character like this. I'm not even saying just the hooker with a heart of gold. Everyone who has to do the job that they don't like, they have some closet, yeah. massive passion that they do. Well, we do this. What? Well, <laughs> yeah, but, well. Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. No, but, but uh, no. Um, what I was gonna say, what is one of the things in the movie that's not authentic at all is all the women's, and not just Anne Archer's, but all the women's in this movie's hairstyles. Yeah, this looks very seventies. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how Star Wars is this timeless movie, right. which it is, except for the hair. Just the hairstyles. That's it. Right. Yeah, but they they couldn't do nineteen forties hair. <laughs> well, they didn't do nineteen forties dialogue. Excuse me. No, I can yeah. let that slide because no one. But did anyone really know how to do that? Exactly. Like, we weren't... Like, what was it? One of, one of Stand By Me's criticisms when it came out from a lot of critics was nobody... No kids talk like that back in the 50s. To which Rob Reiner was like, yeah, we did. You know, and it's like, who do you believe? It's a movie. It's a movie. <laughs> like, that's why, like... That, that. We weren't alive to see it, but we have pictures. We have mm. photographs right. of, like, you know, you can look at any Time magazine or anything to see what, you know, people look like back in the day. But... Any scene, that we t- said it earlier, any scene where Stallone comes upon Ann Archer, it, it goes right in the toilet. Because one of the lines... It goes right I, in the toilet. One of the lines, every, everybody needs a little something, and what you need is a little bit of me wrapped around you like a warm blanket. Oh. Well, they've got a good interaction later on. Yeah. Uh, I was a big fan of the windowsill, uh, because that sums up this movie. It's not bad. Yeah. Oh, is a uh, is a scene is I just I, it's his character is just like you're pathetic. Like you're t- I'm not there. You have n- his character is so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. There's we're just meandering till we get to the wrestling. That's all we're doing. We're just spinning until we get to the thing that we'll really get to matters. That scene in movie. Fifty we'll minutes go by in this movie it's before 50, there's wrestling. I tell you, it's fifty two minutes before they get to Paradise Alley. Oh, they literally commute to the title of the movie. Yeah. What comes after the? Uh, the Ann Archer scene. Well, kind of. Me talk in conjunction with that. Armand Asante sees her occasionally, and there's this. We weird, don't know the history. Yeah, it's yeah. very tense. Right. Yeah, and Armand, I mean, he's this first half of the movie, he's knocking it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so much so that I actually like immediately looked up my phone to see if he'd ever won an award before. Okay, <laughs> I, I never really thought of him as a great actor, but like, he oh, was, there, he's the he's one like have a four-time good... Golden Globe winner. Yeah, this scene, there's a scene that the two of them have in the alley that's, that's after they go to uh, Paradise Alley the first time, I like. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, it's mostly Stallone, but it's like how Stallone's like so trying to dial it up, and Armando Sante's like, I'm just going to stay on this level, but it's going to make me look brilliant. So. <laughs> how about Stallone as a gigolo in this movie? Yeah. On the side. With a woman who actually cares for him, who's actually like a, seems like a pretty decent person. She's a hooker, though, isn't she? Too? Because well, he, I thought she was, well. Because he said, he escort is the uh, pro- I got you. Because remember the Christmas scene where he's giving her the presents. He's got like something. He's like, you put it on your bed so you can track the mileage. He starts laughing at like, yeah, that, and, that line. And she's she gives him a quarter when she sees him with the monkey on the street, kind of thing. And like that's the funny thing. See, is I thought was, she was paying him in that one scene. Maybe I I miss up. Yeah, well, yeah, that could be because it, it seems like through the whole movie she's pining for his attention. Yeah, mm-hmm. not the other way around. Right. Song just uses her as someone to talk to. Right, which is weird because it's it's the scene on the windowsill happens, and then like the next scene, he's on the rooftop with her, and he's just like, she broke my heart. This girl who I love, love, and she's like, I love you. I know. Okay. He's like, yep. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Terrible. Like, because she says, "I love you," and then she stares at him, and it's kind of like that long, uncomfortable wait for him to say it back, and then she just kisses him. No, this is on the rooftop with Stallone. Yeah. So, oh, the blonde, the blonde, the blonde. Yeah. Right. 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 Which I really did. You, did you have a name for her? I don't remember her. I don't, I don't think it was ever said. I don't think it's ever really said. But I mean, Stallone says a lot of things. A lot of things that are incomprehensible. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you if you picked up. Uh, there were some. Th- I, I I hate when people make fun of Stallone and how incomprehensible he can be in movies. Because right. for the most part, I understand every little word that he says. He rambles so much in this movie, especially during that alley scene with Armand. They like when they're just kind of just having a verbal exchange. I, I can't understand where he's getting mad at him. Yeah. Well, I yeah. oh I I watched that one. Those of, scenes are pretty good. The scenes are fine. It's just him. It's just right. Stallone. He's slow down and just. Yeah. Well, he's 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 playing that this guy is exciting. Like in the alley scene, I get the sense of Stallone's character has got a lot of pent up anger towards his brother because his brother runs off and joins the military and leaves him to who's the guy who has a lot of aspirations to have to take care of his brother, right. to, to take care of Victor. And, like, I get that feeling from him in that scene. That's kind of deep. It's just they don't... This, this 50 minutes we're talking about, just is, it's a combination of Stallone, Ann Archer, Armando Sante, Love Triangle, crap. Uh, Victor just... any Victor, on, Victor delivering ice, and then people slowly, like, not wanting ice anymore, and he's, you know, obviously becoming... Less probably. Right. Yeah. In, to, in Paradise Alley's defense, Rocky. It takes an hour before Rocky and Apollo Creed are in the same sentence. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. But this was something I noticed while watching Paradise Alley. It took so long for the wrestling to start. When is boxing started in Rocky? Well, the a, very opening scene. Right. Yeah, like, but then it doesn't pick up again. Not for really. <laughs> well, no, great. You, you he, get it. He goes to Mickey's gym, right? You know, so there's that. He's in the atmosphere, and and then it just kind of becomes the him and Adrian story. Um, but, but you're right. Like for him and Apollo, it takes a while for a Apollo to yeah. issue the challenge, right? You but know, that makes sense. He's the champ. Why would he well, just throw true. something out? That movie. Well, what I'm the, saying like, is, like, if that is a boxing movie, truly, right. which I don't really think that it is. Yeah. The original Rocky, is, to me, is not a boxing movie. Like, Field of Dreams isn't a baseball movie. Um, is Paradise Alley a wrestling movie? Because for the first half of it, I don't think it is. Oh, no. I mean, it's... I just... I think I call it a wrestling movie just for the sake of... Because it has wrestling in it. It has wrestling in it. Right, right. Sure. But I, if we really get down to brass tags, no. 
Not at no. all. It's oh. labeled as a, a, it's labeled as a comedy. But but if you go back and look, watch the trailer. The trailer makes it look like it's hilarious. <laughs> and it, sometimes it is. Um, unintentionally so. Okay, I was waiting for the... Sorry, <laughs> I'm going to drop because I didn't laugh once. Okay. Trust me, I counted. <clears throat> All right. All right. Here's one of the scenes that made me laugh. Okay. It's the windowsill scene. Dialogue where Stallone... First of all, he goes to, to go into her house and at night and the door's locked. He can't get up to the apartment. So he just pulls down the ladder right there and does a little B&E. Gets up yep. to the window, sees Armando Sante's cane. It's the Miracle on 34th Street mm-hmm. shot. It's, it's right out of it. Like, you mean the end of Miracle on 34th you know, Street? You know when she sees the cane and she knows, she knows that... She it's Santa? Yeah. It's the same it, thing. It's these, that's the way I did the, It's got to be cane. It's the cane. Oh, that's he, what you meant by he that. He knows that that's his brother, and right. so he gets upset. So he sits outside of her apartment and waits till the morning. Goes up, knocks on her window, uh, and then they have a little bit just of exchange. Just No, and then he just goes, just answer me one thing. Do you love him? Yes. I wrote this. I know you don't. No, no, you don't. Nobody loves <laughs> nobody around nobody here. Nobody loves nobody. We around. fake it. Everybody around here fakes it. Then some strange lady, why don't you leave the lady alone? Oh. Why don't you shut your fat mouth? I'm calling the cops. I'll break your face. And Archer goes, look, do you want to come in? <laughs> come on. Come on. Our hero, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy you're supposed to You're running to out of like. time to be likable. Yeah, so that's what, yeah. And this is, this is, Right, but well, this is after they go to Paradise Alley, isn't it? Yeah, because the whole like um, somewhere, I'm trying to think. Like it's it's close to when they go to Paradise Alley, or right after it was when Armando Sante gets back with her. Which that whole thing right. is hilarious. Right. It's so funny. What's so funny about that is they basically he basically is like, oh, I was I was ashamed because of my injury, and that's why I basically pushed you away. Within five seconds, they resolve that. So it's like you're a moron, sir. I wish it was that easy. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well, let me tell you something, boys and girls. It, the thing is, too, it's not. It, the thing is, too, is they're like we're not leading. Like his brother wasn't leading. <laughs> no, they're not leading, or his brother isn't leading Stallone on. And Archer's character is definitely leading Stallone on. It's hot. It's really hot. <laughs> it's sriracha popcorn. Keep <laughs> talking. All right. Oh, so, but do, so watching this as <laughs> do uh, do you feel like Stallone's character was led on by Ann Archer? No, I was going to ask you with the way she's he she's so coy her. with her though. He does she doesn't, she doesn't have any dialogue with him. She doesn't touch him in any which way, we shape, or form. She kisses him on the cheek a lot. I kiss my mother on the cheek. Yeah, but I mean, you also don't look. Do you look lingering into your mother's eyes a few seconds before you do it? I, I does he also know what she does? I mean, I don't think he does. Well, no, because yeah. he. He, he never goes into that bar. He always beats. Now I will say, she could have just flat out came out and said, "It's never going to happen." She could just have been honest, but she's a woman. Because she kept laughing though when she would. Say, she goes, "Ah, there's nothing between us." Ha ha ha! I'm breaking heaven <laughs> inside you. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> You're getting. You wanted it. They inducted him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, he's drooling! <laughs> you got some Terry Funk level drooling so, over there. All right, so let's finally get because this fifty. I mean, and I. The thing is, I don't mind character development. This fifty minutes is terrible character development because it doesn't seem like it's going. Anywhere. No, it, it's. And, 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 and the well, half, the, the characterizations it does develop suddenly flip. Well, see, that's the thing. In the second half of the movie, some of the characters flip. We'll get to that. However, I don't think I think the first fifty minutes could have been a hell of a lot better structured. 
in order to get to the second half because mm-hmm. the flip absolutely threw me off. Yeah, it's sudden. It feels unnatural. Yeah. Right. So when we get to Paradise Alley, by the way, is a hilarious-looking bar. It looks like Reno inside yeah. there. It is... For one thing, I'm like, where is the money to get... Like, if this area is so poor, this is incredible. Like, yeah. the... The lights that say was another bum was it another. It's another bum. That is hysterical. Hey, 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 hey! We get Joe Spinell. Gonzo. We get yeah. Gonzo. Gonzo. My that's mom it. knew him. Did I ever tell you that? No. Yeah, my mom actually. She knew Gonzo. She knew yeah when she worked in uh, L.A. Yeah, and she was oh I love Joe Spinell. Yeah, so it's cool to see him in something that's not Rocky or Rocky Two. Even though it very easily could have been. It's <laughs> but he's playing a different character. Right. I give him that, and, and you know I, I I like him in the Rocky movies, so it's cool to see him in something. I love that Frank McRae is the veteran wrestler. Yeah. Frank McRae is an awesome actor. Is an underrated actor. He yeah. he turns and, it up. And I yeah, don't man. like I don't like the terms overrated and underrated. Right. And we've talked about that. But Frank McRae, he does not get enough credit mm. for the shit that he's done. Uh, he is the reason that the loud captain officer cop is a cliche. Mm-hmm. Because of Forty Eight Hours, and he nailed that part for Last Action Hero, which then he parodied himself in Last Action Hero. He reteamed with Stallone in Lockup. That's right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, and Rocky too. He is the he's he's, he's in the meatpacking. Yeah. He yeah. fires him. Right. Right. I love Frank McRae. And this is he has what I probably think is the best scene in the entire movie, uh, which is later. Yes. Yeah, oh, that, so that scene caught me good. off guard. But in a good it, way. It reminded me of the Mickey Rourke Sylvester Stallone scene where, like, Stallone's like, oh, I wouldn't expect... What? I wrote this. I wouldn't even expect in this one, yeah. Frank. He's just supposed to jump. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, what's weird is it caught, like, that. it felt telegraphed to me a little bit. I'm sitting there going, whoa, this oh. is just going to happen. But then it, it does. I'm like, oh, shit, it is going to happen. His best performance? Used cars. Oh, hell yes. Used cars. Hell yes. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a movie he, we're gonna have to do. <laughs> okay, that's the next one. I love we're doing used, used cars. cars. Okay. Have you ever seen it? Have you ever seen used yeah. cars? I think it. It's probably you know. It's, probably it's not I think you can make an argument. It's the best Zemeckis movie too. Uh, you could make. I think it's a good precursor to the movies that he made all throughout the eighties. Yeah. In terms of like the wild and frantic finale that he did. Yeah. So used good. cars is a, like a forgotten movie that is absolutely wonderful. Well, we'll talk about that on the Used Cars podcast. Okay. But, um, brought to you by Auto Trader. So, this, is not, so <laughs> this wrestling is not like what we would normally think is wrestling. This is just basically beat on a guy. It's a tough man he, contest. It's, yeah, it is exactly. a tough man contest in a wrestling ring. Right. And so the whole thing is, it's just like the beginning of X-Men. Get in the ring, survive with them for, what, three minutes? It's bone saw. It is. <laughs> it's bone, it is bone saw. Very, yeah. Three minutes, if you can last your... If, you can last in the ring for three minutes with Frank McRae, Old Glory. Is old Glory, called. big yes, no, it's Big Glory. Big Glory. Old Glory is the flag. And he actually looks. I'm damn sorry, Jim Duggan. Oh, damn intimidating. Yeah, yes. he does. Uh, Frank McRae. Yeah. yeah, he looks like he's beating a man. For it a does, doesn't it? Like when he when he punches him. Yeah. Uh, mm. Victor, holy shit. So that's the whole thing. It's like you know, if you can survive, you get a hundred dollars. Yeah. So but what are the conditions of the survival? You know, because Victor gets thrown out of the ring, and that's okay. Then they tell him to get annoyed, and then it's all hell breaks loose. Right. So we can just go in. I mean, it is weird. So Stallone. I don't know like, how you win a match. I, I don't know what the rounds are. <laughs> this is. It reminds me of Over the Top. This is a Ding. double elimination tournament, which they repeat like sixteen times throughout the entire final tournament. Just what is it? Oh yeah, it's double. <laughs> I, I can lose 
One. Wait, wait, wait. What the fuck? That's going to be so much fun to get to. Um, <laughs> oh, it's going to happen. Wait, Hawks! Wait. Hawk! Wait, we'll, what's, what's your name? We'll cover that. Huh? We'll cover Are that. Are there two of them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is another movie? Okay. Um, but Stallone, the Cosmo gets the idea. Okay, this is easy. We can get Victor in there. And we can make this, and we can make some money out of this. Now, here's where we see the real the fissure between the brothers. Sloan wants to use his brother as a way to make money, where okay. Armando Sante's like, no, no, he's against that in the beginning. Yes, yeah. yes, he is. So then they finally agree to do this, and they convince Victor to come along too. But here's the weird like hierarchy of this. Victor is the wrestler. He's gonna go in there. Armando Sante is gonna be the manager. Well, first it's gonna be it Stallone. is gonna be Stallone. First Stallone. Stallone. But, but, Victor he actually begs. He gets yeah. on his knees and, and begs. begs. And then Victor goes to Armando Santini's character and, and Lenny and goes, will you be my handler? It's probably a better idea. At, at the time, <laughs> a better idea. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this frame. The Frank McCray-Victor exchange, which is great because, yeah, Frank McCray just beats him early. Yeah, Oh, yeah. And then Victor gets annoyed and cleans him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so with sad. With the Batista turnbuckle spot. That's what he beats him with. Yeah. That's what I was there laughing. I was like going, yeah, it's like where he's just like, yeah. See, that's the thing, and, and I didn't realize it until the credits came up. Um, if this is real, this is really stupid, like that. And then I found out the choreography is by Terry Funk. Mm-hmm. Terry Funk did all the wrestling choreography. I'm like, oh, that explains all the ridiculously, you know, uh, scripted wrestling moves that they're doing. Because mm-hmm. I didn't think we'd be seeing wrestling moves. Oh, like, until you get to pro that. wrestling. Well, there's a there's a pretty money famous wrestler who's in this movie besides Terry Funk. That's true, and I did not recognize him. Me either, at, at all. Hell, Terry Funk, at one point he when he wrestles, he breaks out that I'm going to jump up on your head and do a head scissors. Yeah, he breaks yeah. out that move, you know, which he did. He up. does some unbelievably he, athletic things. Oh, it's one of Terry Funk's best matches. He yeah. leaps over the top rope. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean. Yeah. The the stuff the spots where he's like holding the stuff you don't see anymore. He's holding their arm out and like dropping the knee into the back or holding the arm out and I jumping for the arm bar. God, that's I love that. Stuff. There's a lot of um, arm drag takedowns. Well, that that one scene where it's just like it's just it's just nothing but arm drag takedowns. That was great though because it's just like it shows how Victor's just so calm as everyone plays him off as slow and stupid, but he's just like flows mm-hmm. with it. Their goal is to get him fifty matches before Christmas. Yeah. Goldberg. <laughs> Well, then there a comment about how that's impossible. Yeah, he, he goes to Gaza and he's like, "We're gonna do fifty matches." And he's like, "You'll kill him." He's yeah. like, "You will." Yeah, he won't make it. No, he won't make it. Which he actually doesn't. No, he gets a forty. He gets forty-one. He gets forty-one. Yeah, forty-one's on Christmas. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, I. All right. What was I guess? All right, Sloan of course wants to explore. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, the uptown for Cosmo speech in the oh, alley okay. is. Is this the one with Armand? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The, the one I like. The Uptown for Cosmo. Because I just I don't I, like I, Stallone I, in this scene. I like Armand. Well, I like. I just my thing is I I don't like Stallone, but it's I don't like the character that he's doing. It's not the performance. He just feels he's, un- not, he's not being directed properly, and it's because he's Star Trek fiving himself. What's so <laughs> weird though is like this happens right after that fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels so incongruent. Like this doesn't feel like this belongs here. This should have happened before the fight. Or because remember right. he goes. Stallone's character leaves. For some reason, Lenny stays at this bar, presumably to drink, because they make a lot of allusions to him being an alcoholic and a drunk. And then Stallone comes back with Victor, and he's like, you told me Lenny was in trouble. So he tricks him to getting there. So you think that they, that would happen before, and that's why they decide to part ways and 
go and get him. But yeah, quick, I want to talk about the music for a sec. Did you feel like this was like the, the Bill Conti music? I feel like this was Bill Conti's like lesser tracks from Rocky that he, he didn't has, use. He has like um, three notes that are good, and they just get repeated. Yeah, over and over. It's like if da 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 da, da if that was the entire movie. That's what we got. Conti, who has he has done so many movies, and the only one that's worth mentioning is Rocky. Like it's uh, he did he did, fucking did Karate Kid. Yeah, you know Rocky for children. That's <laughs> Rocky for kids. It's the kids. same. It's the same director. It's the same story. Uh, Conti knocked it. He he used up all of the reserve on Rocky. Mm-hmm. He like I said, he has three notes in this movie that I was like that could be memorable. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then that's it. And it's and it's the same thing over and over. Like like there's no like the Adrian song, which was great. The Mickey, right? Uh, you know, well, none of the we characters. They don't have their themes. That's right. Every character in Rocky had like a theme, except I think Polly. Yeah, it, it's just and <laughs> Polly's theme. Bo- the bo- characters bo- bo- aren't as good as Rocky characters. No, so that's why now like at a, it clocks in right around fifty two minutes is where we first see Paradise Alley. So then with like about. About an hour to go is when we fully launch into his wrestling career. So we only have an hour to do his whole wrestling career. Mm-hmm. So um, the montage begins, and it's amazing. Well, there's the scene before. It's just Stallone's trying to convince Victor that he wants to be a wrestler. So he's like, I'm going to show you how much you, he keeps playing. You want to get out of here. You want your houseboat. So I'm going to show you how these wrestlers live. So he goes to take him to see how Big Glory lives, and then he tries to have to spin it. Right. Like, he kind of buys into his own bullshit, I think, right. at this scene. Cause that's the Frank McCray scenes are amazing. It's another good one where you just see a Frank McCray lives. Like, and you, and you I know, like that and, scene. And you know Gazzo's taken all his money mm-hmm. and kept it. Like, he knows... Like, that. they were trying to pull off the fact that these were poor people. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were pulling it off kind of haphazardly. Like, uh, the scene we just talked about where he was saying Ferrer Jaga. Like, that <laughs> ruined whatever they were trying to get across. Yeah. However, the Frank McCray scene... With the rat running across and the shitty bed that he's in, that sealed nailed in the dark with the one light bulb. Sealed in the dark, one light bulb that got it across, and so did Frank McRae's acting. Mm-hmm. There, are cu- and there are a couple scenes in this in this mix here, right as we're about to get into, because I don't think fully on like Victor doesn't buy fully into being a wrestler. But then there's that that the weird sequence scene? with the ice going oh, up the that's stairs. A beautiful shot, though. It is. It is. Yes. And then it was an accident. It's, At first, I thought it's that weird. was like, a dream. It's it's a weird callback to running up the steps in Rocky. Yeah, like yes. it's the same thing, well, except there's nothing up there. Right. Yeah. I lo- I mean, I thought it was a dream because it's such a almost comedically long hallway. Right. It's only the apparently just that one room up there, and I thought this was like, are we going to see? And he gets up there, and there's the note, no ice today. Yeah, it needs to be it needs to be brought up. Well, one of the reasons that his ice business is going down, or is because people are getting refrigerators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which is. That's interesting. I like when they actually incorporate technology that was a part of the time. Right. You know, so that makes sense. You know, 19, what, 48, 46? 46. 46. 46. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes total sense. Yeah. Because the truck is indestructible. Yeah, and Indiana Jones got in the fridge 10 years later. Sloan does, like, as the director, he has moments, like, when, when it's not yes. about dialogue and stuff. He had, like, remember in the bar, there's this interesting, we go across the bar, and then it ends up with this massive close-up on... Lenny's glass yeah. and it follows the glass up to his mouth when he drinks it it looks phenomenal and 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 then it gets ruined by the next scene where he has to start talking and it's like god damn, <laughs> damn it so there are these occasional shots where it's like he, 
You got some directing chops. It's just mm-hmm. you have no idea how to organize any of this, it seems like. I will say this. Uh, <clears throat> I'm glad he got his first time directing gig on this instead Get it. of Rocky Two. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Because by Rocky Two, it took him one movie to knock it out of the park. Oh, yeah, because... I think there's an argument Rocky Two is the best of any of the Rocky movies because you it, think Rocky Two is the best Rocky movie? Yeah, really? I do. The reason I think I love Rocky Two is Rocky tries to not be Rocky and he fails, and that's so fun to watch because and I say fun because I think it's but you know he's going to become Rocky. I, I think it's like a superhero scene. Well, you you know like it's it's <laughs> Superman Two, uh, Dark Knight, Iron Man Two. Every superhero movie rips this off. Yeah, ripped. Th- yeah, this, this came off. before. So, you know, and in just all respects, it's one of the first major, you know, sequels to come out. True. Mm-hmm. But do you really think Rocky's not getting in the ring to fight Apollo Creed? Oh, I mean, as an audience member, we know, but we hate to see him have to suffer through this where he has to think that okay. he can't do it. I think that's the thing I really enjoy. But I'm saying, but what, what I'm saying, you think Rocky Two is better than Rocky One? Well, <laughs> I think it's actually directed much better than the first one. Well, I don't think John G. Appleson's no, he's. Crazy. I think I think he got he, lucky. That because when we t- like the when we were talking about the first fifty minutes of this movie, yeah, the first hour of Rocky is just like like I'm just blowing myself as a cinematographer. Look at all the stuff I can yeah, do. Yeah. There's all these weird shots of Rocky in the apartment. Let, let me try oh, to establish the Rock, the Stallone stuff is great. A lot of the cinematography is egregious and unnecessary. Well, they're trying can, to establish Philadelphia as the city or as a character. I never, 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 never felt that once. I've never felt. You never felt that. I never felt. Oh, I did. I never felt his cinematography establishment. I just felt like a lot of it's just unnecessary. And he gets. I mean, I got those nostalgia trips through uh, watching Rocky Balboa, and like, like, like when they're showing the city in that one, it's like yeah, yeah. these are the same spots from the first movie. Well, that that is yeah. a that's a callback. That's fine. I get but that. It's part of the city. But um, like there's some of the stuff like on the the city like on the with the burning trash can the singers around. I get yeah. that. that stuff's. I, I like that. That's good stuff. It's just like when we just get unnecessary long shots of Rocky just walking with nothing that's like really going on. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. I, I think a lot of that just is unnecessary. You can trim it. You can get to still keep the heart of the story here. It's just, the problem is, this happens a lot. If a movie's made in the 1970s, it's always brilliant because it was the golden age of directors. The problem is, though, a lot of it's just a, a ton of long shots that a are stringed together. And it's like I'm not I'm not believe me I'm not um, I'm not a huge fan of the cut 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 MTV editing that it's become where we're cutting without editing, you know, and everything that's going on now. But I just think sometimes like the 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 glory of Rocky the first movie is the script. That's it. Absolutely. The script is what makes that movie. The actors come along and you have an amazing ensemble that came along it's one behind of the best you. Cast of movies of all time. Sure. I think Rocky Two is the complete package where you actually have. A very very well directed picture, a great script. Still, it's not like I mean, it, it's not going to be the first movie. I get it, but still, like I think it's a great hey, journey. I, I love Rocky too. Yeah, I think his journey is amazing, and Adrian's journey for that ma- manner is amazing there because she has to realize that she can't, she can't hold like I'm not going to say hold hold your husband down, but you know what I mean. Like you can't like tell this guy what he needs to do and what he doesn't need to do. He Which knows always trying to get her to do right. So, a little Rocky aside there, but I... Um, Maybe we'll cover then, Rocky's. <laughs> then again, I've heard some people that say Rocky Three is the best one, and I don't even... I think Rocky Three is the worst one. No, I... I think Rocky Five. Right to me, Rocky Five is the worst one. I think Rocky Five is light years better than Rocky <laughs> I am dead serious. Rocky Three. I, I, three fights filled with a bunch of bullshit. Rocky Three is where he learned, most of all I have to do is do montage. 
Yeah. That's all I got to do. That, that's, <laughs> Let it, me do a training montage. in three rounds. I'm sorry. I think Rocky it's Five a, is. I think Rocky Five is actually very underrated, with the exception of the Pauly thing. Like other than that, I think that movie's pretty good. It's a movie that could get better, probably with age. And I'm, I think it I, has. I, I think after the Creed movie comes we'll out, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Let's talk about Creed at the end. Let's talk about the Creed trailer at the end. Because <laughs> sure. I'm not kidding. It takes a lot to get me to walk out of the theater just to go to the bathroom. I almost need. Ben. Ben. Wait, wait. Guys, let me tell you something. The reflexes on this man to move a dog bed across a crowded room full of a fat guy and a podcasting table to catch vomit is Not amazing. Me. Yeah, no. Uh, Charlie wants to clarify which one of us is fat. Oh, please put it next to me. <laughs> no, no. Just shove it under where your baby sleeps. Anyway. Ben is clearly a fan of Roxy 3. As I was saying. It takes a lot to get me to get up in a the theater just to go to the bathroom. I almost got up just to call Will because of how pissed off I was. Really? Uh, from that trailer, yeah. You didn't, you didn't like the first I trailer? I love the first trailer. I'm I, talking about the second. I haven't seen the second trailer because I watched the first trailer, but oh, we'll get let's to save it. it to the end. We'll get to it. Okay. So let's talk about Paradise Hell. So they go... Armando Sante's character decides to take... Like he, he starts to shift one way where Stallone goes another. We have this massive montage where it's just... We're getting not only... Victor fighting, but stuff going on outside of the ring with Ann Archer and Lenny's characters. Mm -hmm. We see them interacting. We're seeing Stallone, who's starting to now grow a little bit of concern on his face and everything about the toll that this is taking on Victor's health and everything. So it's a lot going on. It's the most involved montage I've ever seen. It's It's a long montage. Yeah, it really is. But then um, as we're coming out of it, then... That's when we start to see, like, the... I don't know. I, that's where you get to the Frank McRae scene that I think is really interesting. Anything in between there that... Well, the kids salami vest. I'm not saying... Okay. Like, like, I'm not saying... <laughs> oh, like, dude. They got the WWE in the 90s occupational gimmick thing down before it was a thing. But it wasn't his... He was... I mean, I... My whole time I'm going... His finishing he's move the, is the ice clamp. Yeah, but... All right, so... He's kid salami <laughs> with the ice clamp. Not like the Iceman, who... That's what... That would have been awesome. No. Kid salami... <laughs> Yeah. How you doing, Jack? <laughs> we got to do 48 hours sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's just, well, I like the second one, but just the first one. The, uh, <laughs> we don't need to talk about this. The, the thing is, is, is that's, that's the transition growing, scene. The <laughs> that's the fantastic transition scene. That's to me, is when you start seeing, uh, to me, Lenny starts looking at Victor as an object. You know, I've been thinking, your kid's salami. You put a salami around your neck and you come out, you get the whole thing. And like Stallone goes, oh, what, what kind of Genoa? And he just walks off. And then, like, you see it, and then that's when the flip. That's the flip. Is that when it goes? But to me, the, in the, as far as the way it's presented, that's the flip. And start watching, because then it's like, yeah. Uh-oh. Wait. No, no, no. I, I just remembered something that pissed me off, but keep going. So, the, um, as we get out of we head towards Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve is kind of like the... But you can't fucking tell it's Christmas. No. There's no, there's no set decoration. Not really. There's no art direction. There's no snow. It's there, New there's York. There's no snow. It's fucking... Yeah, exactly. It's fucking New York. It's a, it's, it's a really interesting bit here because... Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> on, on, the first thing is with Armando Sante and with Ann Archer. The stairwell scene? Yeah. He goes up there. This would be a great scene in another movie. This is actually really well acted. Mm-hmm. He goes up... To, like, he goes up to share Christmas with her. 
But here's your present. And he has a present. Right, the ring. I have you a present too. And there's the Lionel Richie bust from the Hello Music video. It's supposed to be him. Oh, yeah. I would have broke up with you. Yeah, I would have broke up with you too. <laughs> <laughs> I got you a ring, and you made that monstrosity. I'm out. I did have a moment where I was like, "Is that supposed to be Armand?" <laughs> what is it? We learned that she hasn't seen her for three days. Yeah, because she, of... she calls him. Yeah, she calls three. I'll be over late. Yeah. Play some Bob Seger. Now, Let's play some now, on the road. Now, something must happen, because I don't think we see it. Like, we see them go in, there's another scene, we come back, and he's come out of the apartment. They're done. I was confused if it was the same day. <laughs> that he gives her the ring, they go in, they leave. The scene ends with her taking the ring off, yeah. throwing it at him, because he has changed, and he has basically seemingly become the person that he was before, or, you know, during their first breakup. Which maybe I don't maybe, know. Like, it's that, so weird. So really, that makes sense. Armand Asante's character change is so infuriating in this movie because he is the decent brother. It's like him and Stallone switch. Like oh, St- Stallone can't be the bad guy. It just clicked. The alleyway scene where Stallone rips into him. You used to be the hardest guy in the neighborhood, and True. then you ran off, and then he starts turning back into that. Like that's what it is. He turns back into that guy he was. Before he went to war and got crippled. I need to see Maybe it. he was not a likable person. But, but he they is never... likable for the first hour. Right, because yeah. he's so humble no and so concerned. Right. And then, like, the thing that I was like, you were like, what's wrong? There is a scene where you can see him walking without the cane. Right. Notice but that's that? the thing. Is it, what is, the hell? Is it a work? He gets wrestling more but than the I cane, thought he did. He also upgrades, <laughs> he, he upgrades the cane. <laughs> Remember the cane in the window? Is it Biff's from Back to the Future too? Wow! All right. In the the scene where Stallone sees them together and sees the cane, it's just like that kind of wood with the brass over it. And then later on in the final match scene, his cane is draped over one of the ring ropes, and it's silver, and it looks like an eagle's head. Like yeah, I, his cane is upgraded. That's what I mean. That's what it's like. So cane gets an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> but and so like this, he start in his hair instead of it being that weird part. It's the slick back. I mean, there's a physical transformation to him. Who knows? Maybe he didn't need the cane to walk. I mean, it was just a... I work. I cr- I'm crippled. <laughs> I went to war. I'm crippled. I want people to feel sorry for me. And now he doesn't want people to feel sorry for him anymore. I just don't buy it. Because <laughs> he's Charlie Chaplin in a way. I mean, so I, I, hold, that, on, hold on, so You saw the two hour and... You, two hour yeah. and 15 minute version. I only right. saw the hour 47. Is, is, <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> is there... Yeah. Is there any more to that switch in the movie. Like, no, I mean, like, it, it's that montage where it really happens. Mm-hmm. Like, you really see that montage is, we're jump, we're we're jumping ahead light years in terms of character development. We're hot-shotting it all into it's like one. It's right out of time. It's a double turn. It <laughs> is. It's a double yeah, turn. Yeah, they switch, because Stallone which, can't be the bad it's guy. Not a, it's, which I don't think, it, I don't think the double turn is a bad idea. You just have to make sure that you do a lot on the, on the front end mm-hmm. to make sure that Really fully transitions well because if you don't, then when they when they swap, I'm like I don't care. Also, why are they? Ag- I mean, I get that there's a little bit of conflict, but why is that the focus? Because clearly, there's this other guy who runs the neighborhood with his murderous group. That at Christmas he's buying them brass knucks and switchblades with their names engraved in, and bought Terry Funk that awesome fucking robe that was white and green that just had "kill" written all over. It. That's pretty badass for the forties. <laughs> 
but it's the the one highlight comes on this Christmas Eve. So the, on the one side of the Christmas Eve discussion is um, Ann Archer and Armand Asante break up, but then Stallone's like, oh, I'm a, Stallone's going to go have a good time. He goes, hangs out with his hooker. Then I goes, like that scene. I, that's a sweet scene. He's dressed like Santa. Uh huh. Oh, the the oh, the, the, the winos were the winos the, yeah. the guys from Robin. It was Christmas Eve. Those winos. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like you forgot what they call them. I really like Stallone in that scene. With his mace, I think that's his best scene. His discarding—that's obviously clearly a Santa Claus outfit from the trash, because it's a Macy's thing and part of the. It's like Paulie's from Rocky Pond. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's Uncle Paulie. Jesus. (laughs) Here, I forgot one one last button on the Archer Armando Sante. You know the thing that bothers me the most. Is we don't see her again. We don't see her oh, again. Oh, I fucking hate it. You don't see her again. Uh-uh. Not to jump ahead, but the way the movie ends, oh, we're brothers again. Yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck is Ann Archer? You're out you made time. her such a big deal in the yeah. first 50 minutes yeah. of the movie. And that stairwell scene deserves a receipt. It deserves a payoff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm going to light your ass up. Yeah. Clearly, <laughs> clearly Mortal Kombat, the series, had to come on after this movie. I just... Because it, it does. It I stops don't, in the ring. I'm not happy for them as brothers. No, because then you're like... Once that finale comes. I'm kind of concerned, before we get into the, the the awesome details of Stallone's Christmas Eve, I mean, I would have liked to have seen, what is Victor doing? I mean, this is the person that's getting beat up in the montage. Like, their, their stories are kind of mental and emotional, while his is physical, and that you don't get anything. Especially the guy who would be... Like, the closest thing you get is a little the, the guy who rings the bell, soft shoes, and gives him a fresh towel. He says, you dance nice. He's just happy. He's just yeah. like, he's like, how are you doing? What does he say? I'm, I forgot. He, he's like something about, he's not in good shape. It's just the way he words it. And then he insults him for hanging out with the, his Asian girlfriend. Because she's teaching him. She doesn't get enough screen time either. No. no, she really does. I, 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 I wasn't even sure if she was the girlfriend. Like, like she's in maybe two scenes, I think. Mm-hmm. And I, they make her when she's not in a scene. They make her out to be a bigger character than she actually is. And she's got an overpossessive mother, like, and that's a wonderful life, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the same kind of bitchy forties mother. <laughs> yeah, just with an accent. It's Sam Wainwright on the phone. <laughs> Answer it. <laughs> Good lord. The fuck's so special about Sam Wainwright? I'd rather be George Went. <laughs> <laughs> How's life treating you, Norm? Like I just ran over its dog. <laughs> Give me a beer. How's things? My liver, and it's this big. That's one of my favorite Norm. <laughs> All right, so Stallone goes and he he finds Frank McRae, and they decide to go on a joyride. And this is a I, I don't know. Yeah, he's on jail. That town. What, what's the literally the, the near it, <laughs> the near advertisement? Well, you ain't ever had Christmas wine till you have Christmas wine with Cosmo Capoli. And he's the same. I was just waiting on a fucking label to blast up on the screen. They go tear assing through this. And that oh. and his ice truck. It's uh, Victor's ice truck. The indestructible they, yeah, they truck. they ruined Kevin McAllister's uncle's house. <laughs> <laughs> they just rampage. They do. That, that they still, that's what they've been trying to rebuild that house since 46. Yeah. Do you remember this There's weird... This it, it, and so, like, while this is going on, we go to a bar where it's Stitch and Terry Funk, and they have, like, this... They have this... It's unu- a weird, like, homoerotic. It's like, remember where we were a year ago? Am I older? Do I look a old? year older? And then it's, no, dirty mirror. The mirror is dirty. What's, wipes it off. The mirror is dirty. What's the second thing he asks him? Do I look taller? No. No. <laughs> Cut perfect. Yeah. 
That's Oscar material right there. And then it's what? such a weird scene. It doesn't belong in the well, movie. Could, well, it does, apparently. <laughs> towards the heat. You know oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 oh, the receipt. That gets a receipt. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just the dumbest receipt in yeah, the movie. It's, it's, it's just, just Jack Ryan can't get a receipt? No. <laughs> so, the scene takes an interesting turn, though, because then afterwards they wind up on the docks and they're having a bit with each other and then Frank like is just like... Awkward Takes a turn, bro. Yeah, well, the, before this, like, the scene where they're sitting around drunk, croning out the Christmas carol in the bar, and Happy New Year, they, even though it's Christmas Eve, like, the song has New Year in it, and then the ice truck blasts through the window comedically, and it's just weird, because Stallone and, and McCray are just laughing. McCray just gets out, and cause Frank, and then just says, I got something, and brought you a Christmas present doesn't moon it but bends over and laughs they're just hilarious and meanwhile all the rest of the cast is just staring like they filmed the cast party yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're just like this, like this is fucking insane and then they pull out and just leave this gaping hole and Stitch turns around and starts choking the lady next to him and the thing ends was that not in the your cut no it is oh because he moons him without taking his pants down so mm. it looks just have you ever heard a scene though, like where somebody's going to commit suicide and you ask him why? He's like, "Because I'm happy." That's pretty. Cool. I really like it's that. Really, it's like cool. it can't get any better than this. Like, yeah. When I feel bad, I want to hurt others, and that's not right. Yeah, uh, he, that's, he, he flips it. God. He flips it. It's like this is a horrible comparison, but it's like a, it's a similar rating for a movie. It's like the Ready to Rumble scene with Martin Landau. Yeah. He flips it. No, you go after his strengths. It's like I've right. never heard this before. Frank McRae kills it in this scene. And it, it goes from being like a... It's jokey, it? good time. <laughs> yeah. Listen here, boy. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in the water. He leaves him as 8 by 10 like that's like what you can remember. He, there's this line, he says, in 100 years, none of this will matter. You take care of Santa Claus. Yeah, the Terminator stole that 100 line. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people borrowing. Well, he, he hands him the picture. I think he's remember him. He's like, remember that, because I think he's talking about how he looked in that picture is how now... And he's doing that to his brother. Like, God. Yeah, he, he jumps. <laughs> lands on the garbage. He pulls a Frank Drebin. <laughs> the water's over there, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and it's kind of funny. Because Stallone doesn't buy it. Yeah, I like how. Like, <laughs> and then he jumps it, but does he drown? Does he swim away? Is he I think in? it's New York water. Mm-hmm. I think he just freezes. That's true. It's New York Christmas Eve. It's New York Christmas Eve. He's got water. that heavy coat. It'll pull him down. If you just stay in, yeah, he's got the heavy coat. If you just stay in the water like Leo did in Titanic, mm-hmm. he's just gonna fucking. Freeze. I thought it was a horribly racist joke at first. No. 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 <laughs> no. I like Frank McRae. I do too. Yeah. It's. It, it, but the, the way that the reaction, the, what comes did, after, is a little odd. Did, did you like? Oh. Did you watch? All right. So after he jumps in, watch how Stallone sells it. It's like he's standing there for a bit and he realizes, well, I haven't done anything. His <laughs> <laughs> fucking legs. <laughs> when you've been on stage, something happens and you know you're supposed to react. And then, have you ever had a moment where you think, uh, I can't react. Am I doing something? reaction to that. Yeah, I'm thinking, oh, yeah. wait a minute, have I, am I doing act, enough here? All acting is is reacting. That's all it Whoa, is. Whoa, that's profound. No, it's true though. It's <laughs> Oh, no. You want to give me that? I don't like a negative inference. Uh, <laughs> negative infer- inference. That's right. It's, it's true, though. All it is is reacting. Reacting to situations. You're reacting to other people's dialogue. Uh, it, 
people's actions, you name it. And Stallone makes the wrong call. Well, he he just, you just wrecked that for me. At first I was like, though I watched it, because there's a little bit of delay, he does, I think he's first, he's like, no, nah, he's not serious. And then like, okay, he's serious. And then it's also not just the moment that happened, that the weight of everything he said, he realizes, fuck, I'm killing my brother. And yeah. so it hits him. Meanwhile, you just go, oh God, what do I do? I just, it's like just the way he just, it's a freeze frame. He loves, he uses like a, there are a lot of freeze frames and then dissolve. Yeah. I've never. It seen, it's an old school technique. And Star Wars and had I, just come out like the year before. A, I'm surprised there's not more wipes in it. It's funny because you <laughs> freeze frame on the, this, the dish. <laughs> and he sits there apparently all night, all fucking night he sits yeah. there. And yet his brother and them, they must have a low jack on that ice truck. Why aren't the police coming? There was a rampage there in ice truck no police in that was movie. destroyed and put back together. Uh, it's mm. so let's drive home. Let's drive. To, we have our third act here. What's it? Third act is <laughs> here. We, so they decide they're gonna go. They're, they're gonna. We're gonna get the match now that we've been set up in the beginning. But it gets set up in a day. Yeah. How do you properly promote this on Christmas Eve, no less? You know, so I, is this on Christmas or Christmas? This is Christmas Day. Oh, this is Christmas, not, even worse. Yeah, this is Christmas Day. Even worse. That's what I would have done when Rocky Four rips that off. Yeah, that's where it'd be like we're going to call this. What I are you rips. yellow? I'd have been like, no, no, we just need more time to tell more people. We'll make more money. Clearly, that's the way to get out of it. Nope. How much money do I have? Nine thousand dollars. We'll bet nine thousand dollars. Well, actually, and he says, because then to start off, it's a thousand dollars. Oh no, no, no! It's five hundred. Five hundred dollars. And then sticks laughs it off as uh, like bum. Yeah, right, because you get the and peanut it scene. Escalates quickly. Yeah, five hundred, nine thousand. Clearly, Sue had not explained how to aggro. You're not a haggle. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you don't understand auctions. What's well, my reaction? It's, it's like uh, what is it? What's the auction joke? It's like ah, five hundred dollars, ten thousand dollars. You don't know how this goes, do you? This match. All right, so. Let's set it up first. It's no raining. Roof. First, it's raining and there's no roof. So it is pouring down rain just in the middle of the rain. Or the ring itself. Well, I thought it was just leaky because there are lights above it that are... The water's dripping off, too. There's like those lanterns. I thought it was raining outside. Well, it's raining outside, but... That roof is open. That thing is... Do you see how wet that is in there? Wow. How the... You know, coming down like that? It's clearly been raining for a while. Your negative inference is bothering oh, me. Oh, <laughs> and then, like, there's all those people that are watching through the tiniest yet oh, I know. window ever. They're, oh, that, that does it all through the window. All the people that are that somehow make it to this fight. This must be One the greatest thing in their life. Yeah, on Christmas. Yeah. Well, all the kids are done. And, of course, like, everybody who gets in the ring slides and falls. It's hilarious you, you at first. guess what spots you're going to see. Right. Yeah. This wrestling match is very underrated, not to once again use a cliche, but in terms of movie fights, this belongs in the conversation, at least in the conversation. Maybe it doesn't make the list, but this thing's amazing. The amount of physicality in this... Mm-hmm. It looks rough. It looks brutal. It's 22 yes, rounds. Whatever I don't round, understand this. Whatever yeah, why 22? I imagine well, they they're like... Why yeah, 22. I, I imagine they're like three, three minutes a piece, right? So that's like an Iron Man. The, they went Iron Man on that, pretty much. Anyway. Anyway. Boy, so. dream. I'll point out, we have not said this through this whole episode, but uh, wrestling is real. Yep. And in, the, in this reality. Because well, it's tough, man. It's 
stuff. It's tough, but I think it's it's. But they keep calling it wrestling. And yeah. It's just, well, they use a lot even of even in the '40s, professional wrestling was a thing. At the beginning, I felt the dial. Someone the Stallone wrote this. He must have just learned about wrestling. Oh, you're a gimmick. Like it's all this like wrestling lingo talked about. Like at first, so. if he grew up in New York, I bet he saw a lot of WWF up there. I oh, bet yeah. he saw a ton of it, especially in the Garden and stuff like that. But, um, he has a thing for hiring wrestlers. Yeah. Like, it's an all, and a lot of it, Hulk Hogan, Terry Funk, multiple movies with those guys. Yeah, totally. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Bridget yeah. Nielsen. What? And Rusev. But, um... Yeah, this thing, uh, you, you see a lot of worked wrestling moves. Terry Funk looks, I mean... He it, looks like a million me, bucks. Yes, he does. Yes, uh, he a lot does. of arm direct takedowns. <laughs> Did you, when they're reading off the records, he has nine DQs. Yeah. Ninety cues. I was trying to figure out what that meant. I, me too. I it was, was almost like, that Goldberg's record against him, or DQs that other people fucked up with yeah. against him. Yeah, I don't understand because he's one seventy four. Oh, ah, that was a strange call. You're right. Well, we haven't done. What's his finish? We have a finishing move that that Victor uses. It's oh, ice Which is like a trapeze. Like it's a. It's like uh, you squeeze in the trap. This, this is a gorilla monsoon's old move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you squeeze up here, right? Like yeah, you right squeeze right here. On the traps? Yeah. yeah. That's that's the trapeze nerve pinch. Mm-hmm. And so that's... So, it's a gimmick. Mm-hmm. This is a... What a convoluted finish this is. This is, this is right out of WCW right here. <laughs> 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 All right, so... <laughs> it's a DQ, but not... How did he... What did he do? To set that up <clears throat> first, though, it's like throughout every round, uh, Cosmo and Lenny are bickering and bitching about what they should do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Cosmo now on the side of, I want to protect my brother. Lenny's like, let him fight. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just stand basically. there and hold your wash bucket. Yeah. <laughs> so, the finish of all, I think Terry Funk does a sunset flip from the outside in. Yes, yeah. he does. It's a pin, and then he like continues. There's no ref. Somebody, ca- I, I guess like it's Who a... Who That's why I know, are they not supposed to, if they're on the ground, they're not supposed to hold them down too he, long or something? He holds it, and then for some reason, nah, he lets it go. Because nah. then he gets disqualified. All yeah, no, he gets it, disqualified after the... He's declared the winner. Then he keeps beating on everybody, and then Gaza's like, "It's a DQ." Stitch is like, "Not so fast." Okay, it's he not. Pulls a gun on it. And then what ends up happening is like, ev- like everybody descends on the ring, all the brothers, to which Terry Funk grabs Stallone, which is a big no-no. And then I, I can't, does Victor get him with the ice yeah, clamp? Yeah, that's when he breaks up the ice clamp because he doesn't do it. He doesn't do it at all. And then he just bam, here it comes. You didn't like turn. You touched his headphones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so we get like so. Terry Funk gets cleared out. Terry Funk gets cleared out. Stitch, of course, gets the pants ripped off of him, and he's, and he's wearing a garter, a garter belt, and stockings. Do you remember this in movies? Like this was always a thing in movies where like oh, your heel oh, character oh. is like wearing women's underwear, and like, and we're supposed to laugh and think it's, it's funny. It's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke, but not a good. Yeah, it's and then all right, here's the guy who owes you nine thousand dollars. Are you really gonna throw him out into a mob of people? Fuck no! You keep that guy under lock and key until you get your money. It's such a convoluted ending because they ask him like, because he tells him like he was gonna throw the the match. Like, really? That was his intention. <laughs> so Terry Funk well, went insane and started yeah. beating up everybody. If you were, I love I love it though. It's, it's like, great logic because we've asked this on our on the New Blood Rising podcast plenty of times. If you're gonna throw it, why wait? If you're gonna turn. Why go in and get beat a little bit? If you're going to throw the match, why do you wait 20? I was born on the 22nd. Oh, brother. So, our, um, and that's it. Armando Sante is a, 
in our good graces again, I guess. I just no. Well, maybe you're an asshole. <laughs> I, I, but it just freeze frames and how oh, we get to hear that song again. Too close <laughs> to hell. <laughs> Too close to hell. I love it. This, uh, th- what we said before the podcast, before we started this, there is a good movie in here somewhere. It's just. It, 30 minutes long. It's like the Loch Ness Monster. It pops up, goes away for a while, maybe comes up again. It's, it's rumored to be there. Right. So let's go to this interview that you you read this today. Mm-hmm. Talk about what you found and sent I mean, to me. I was, I was looking for movie reviews for when the movie came out because mm-hmm. I also read some Amazon movie reviews and I'm. There is a difference. It's like a four and a half out of five on Amazon because only people that look up old movies yeah, before well, the internet existed are fans of a movie, so you can't go buy those reviews. Well, it's also the thing, too, it wasn't just for that. Like, I was wanting to see the contrast because, sure. I mean, movie audiences have changed. I mean, when we were talking about the way the movie was shot with all the long stuff, I mean, movies have changed, so reviews are going to be different. And I found that interview with, because I was like, fuck, I can't. Everything I pulled up was wanting to take me to Rotten Tomatoes or a Wiki. So I was like, just fuck it. Roger Ebert, movie review for sure. this. Got this interview that he did with Stallone in 80. So it was after this. And there's like a chunk of the interview that's like regrets about this movie. And it's he talks about putting in, the, he said there were 40 scenes deleted. The, the studio took away 40 scenes. And so he got to put 10 of them, I think it's 10 back for the TV version, which is the version we saw. Yeah. Which I guess has now kind of become the new the theatrical. Defin- yeah, it's just the definitive version, apparently. The Criterion Collection, if you will. I mean, I looked on uh, every home video release, it's, it's the hour 47. Like, every single so one. weird, because the one I got from Netflix, I know it was Maybe they this just, one. Because I, I, I didn't yeah. see anything new in there. But he talks about, this is where he was talking about how uh, that he's thinking about killing Rocky in the third Rocky. Yep. Um... The way, the it was brilliant the way he talked about it. Like, he talked about like he would have the, first of all having the fight at the Coliseum. Yeah, Coliseum in Rome. Which I was like, that's crazy. Someone stole that for double team many years later. But then it's like it, it goes in further where it's like, okay, it happens at the garden. He's on the way home in the cab and he just keels over and dies like by himself. Rocky? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, that's not bad. I could almost deal with that, but I don't want to see Rocky die ever. I just want him to just go away, and that's it. You just want it in another movie. Oh my God! You hear Rocky Balboa is dead, and it's done. So you no, never but, see it. But I don't feel like I feel like the there way are certain characters you can't kill off in a movie. And Rocky, I don't want to say, like Rocky's one of them. Right. right. Uh, John McClane. Yeah, you, know, you, you just can't do it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the Terminator is going to come back again the next movie, right? You know, so I can't. That's not going to work. But Rocky's um, like. So let's talk about this Creed trailer now while we have a shot. Since we're cut, let's piggyback you off that. Seen it. I have seen it. The second trailer. Yes, I did oh, I watch seen it. The second trailer. I did watch it. So basically, what happens is uh, before it, we can we talk about how good the first trailer is? Yeah, I mean, sure, it's very good. But I mean, like, I like I liked the, it a lot. Part of what I like about it is well, not just go ahead. Not just the uh, oh, it's Creed, but like if you didn't look up Creed trailer, if you're in a theater, you're like, it's just I'm another sure. boxing movie. It's just another box. Oh, it's about. Huh? That's what happened. Yeah, it's just like, oh, this is in the boxing movie, this. And then you see the picture of Rocky and Apollo, and you're like, what the fuck? And then you see, here he goes. And he's still in the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a shock. And what I like, though, is I was like, all right, I like this, I like this. Seriously, the moment that you see those flashes of him in the red, white, and blue in his dad's trunks, I'm like, 
Opening day. Oh, I'm in. My, oh, I'm, I'll I'm, go I'm, opening day. Absolutely. I mean, so, I'm just, I want this. But so. Before we start talking about this, give a rating on Paradise Alley. Um, all right, so what are we going to use? I always use the IMDb scale now. A um, one out of ten? One out of ten. I, I'd probably give it... Um, I'd have to give it five and a half, six, maybe. That's about as high as I could go because it's not all bad. It's right. a lot bad, but there are those few scenes that are like... The Frank McCray scene alone elevates this movie beyond where it, yes. it probably should be, which is even another lower. 20% yeah. So... 146%! So... The lowest time. To, to cap that off, is that a thumbs up or a thumbs down? I'd say watch it. I'd, I'd say definitely watch it because if you really want to see, like, because what you said was a good point. Kind of, like, learns what works and what doesn't for when he does Rocky II. Mm-hmm. Which he's never t- supposed to do. No. But Rocky II is a phenomenal directing achievement. When you, and this is only what, two years apart. Yeah. And you yeah. managed to do that. That's that's amazing. And not just on one thing. Not like two years and a couple jobs. Right. Two years and one job. Yep. Um, I give it a, I gotta give it a five. Um, uh, I just barely have to give it a thumbs down. Just barely. I mean, that's called movies for guys who like movies. Right. I, I, uh, I'm not, I don't regret watching it. I, I'm glad I finally saw it. Um, I just think there's a lot less that works for it than what does. And, uh, I don't, you know, I've always said I don't like how wrestling is mostly misrepresented in movies. And yeah. It's just kind of ridiculous. And Stallone, uh, the best thing I can say about him for this movie is that, yes, just exactly what you said. He went on to do Rocky II, learned from his mistakes, made a bust ass movie. Yeah. Uh, and then proceeded to direct and write other Rocky movies. And other Rambos. And, and yeah, which, my God, he made a great Rambo movie. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, not, not to say there wasn't the every, every now and then he had a hiccup like staying alive. Uh, but, More that's there. Yeah, mm, that's some ego there. Uh, that's pretty, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I, I can't recommend a, a view, but yeah, I will say, if you're interested and you haven't seen it, but you're listening to this... Um, this sounds like your kind of thing. Yeah, go for it. But I can't. A recommendation. I, I recommend to watch it okay. because, like, we're for minus for Stallone. If you're used to like, I'm not used to seeing Stallone like this at all. No, the closest that's true. to this. That's fair. The closest, <clears throat> excuse me, to this I would recommend is like it's like Oscar and Stomp and my mom will shoot, but off the wall. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm choking for some reason, but uh, I think it's all this vape. It's gonna kill your kid. <clears throat> anyway, oh yeah, there you go. Uh, I like. I mean, I would recommend it. I, definitely, I'm not going to put it higher than a six. I can't decide, but I recommend higher. You know, I recommend watching it. Yes, I covered it. <clears throat> yes. Why did it go to you? You didn't say anything but to me. When Stallone tries to be different, um, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like whenever he tries, like one thing I always said that Schwarzenegger did better than any action star was that he could do comedy just as well as he could do action. Mm-hmm. Stallone, I cannot say the same for, unfortunately, even though I love Tango and Cash. Uh, I think that movie is almost a lightning in the bottle situation. Uh, but I will say, like when he tries something different that works, it's Copland. He is yeah. fucking phenomenal. He can do drama where Schwarzenegger cannot. That's not Schwarzenegger's strong suit, is to do okay. a dramatic... A straight, dramatic character that has no self-awareness to him. Yes. Because mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger was the most serious thing he did. Lies, maybe. No, because that was still more of just of a... But that's what I'm that saying. That movie that's he's got now, I haven't seen it yet, that movie Maggie. I have yeah. seen Maggie. He is... 
I will say it, he is phenomenal in Maggie. The movie itself, not good. But he himself, my God, I, I wish he had made a movie like this a long time ago. Well, to, to help, because were you saying Stallone's not good with comedy? Most of Most of Schwarzenegger's comedy, though, is where he is parodying himself. Whereas Stallone, the comedy he does, is he's actually trying to play something different. I mean, last action hero. I think the last thing Sloan's going to do is make fun of himself. Yeah, I mean, it's, no. it's not. I mean, he that might and be what the difference is. that's where I think he falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Schwarzenegger, also, his comedies were directed by Ivan Reitman. Right. Ivan Reitman's heyday. Yeah. Kindergarten Cop is Junior. fucking great. I hate Junior. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? Junior's the one that doesn't work. But no. <laughs> I hate that movie. Uh, Kindergarten Cop, Twins... Yeah, those are great. Schwarzenegger is actually very good at that. <laughs> he jumped in there. No, no. I really hate that. That movie is so bad, it got a full screen release on, on DVD. That's how you know. That's how you know. It wasn't like one of the ones you can flip it over? Stallone didn't know. He just... I wish he was better at it. Because I think... I think Stallone... One thing he said that was really interesting about Copland was that it was 20 years after Rocky. And it was also 20 years after Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to see where his career had gone in 20 years and where Robert De Niro's career had gone in 20 years. Which is funny looking at Robert De Niro now. Mm-hmm. But 20 years ago, Robert De Niro... The, Copland came out the year after Casino. Mm-hmm. You know, so Robert De Niro still had it. Still had it going. Not too long after Cape Fear. It's just Stallone, he doesn't... Doesn't have that self awareness that Arnold had, no, and therefore I, I find it less charming. Mm. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's it's an interesting watch. No matter if no, no matter how you cut it, it's just it's an interesting movie because you can see that there was there was definitely a vision for this, and it's not at all what the final product came to right. be at all. So next time, Walter well, Creed. Oh, did we? We never no. got to get. We, we, we never talk, talk, We got to talk about. Creed. Okay. I, I want to get Paradise Alley out of the way. Creed. All right. So, can you take me higher? That's what I kept. I never made that connection. I was so very fucking much. Hey, you're welcome. I'm so glad. Oh boy. (laughs) My sacrifice. That's right. Just play it. So the trailer's the trailer's fine. It's fine up until you see two images. One, Polly's gravestone, right next to Adrian. And two, you want to take this one because this is the one you were scared of, and then you made me scared of it. And then it came to true. Yeah. Rocky has cancer. That, like... Rocky's fighting his own death. That he's probably going to lose. Oh, we will, we will see, more than likely, Rocky die. And the but, first trailer that tipped me off was, you could tell, like, his head his, his head. head looked shaved underneath the... Um, and that's what got us curious. But he's actually in a hospital bed. Uh, like, hooked up to IV shit. No. Tells me he's not even going to make it to the final fight. Well, there's one way to tell. I th- Does he cough in the first act? That's what I'm saying. That's how we'll know. What it's the, the truth. How the fuck am I going to know that answer? Well, no, that's one. Uh, that's the way to tell when you're watching. Well, I like a negative inference that. again. That's not negative. So you're doing this. That's bringing up movie tropes. <laughs> no, but I, 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 I can almost I don't see think he him. dies of cancer. I, I could see the final shot of him being in the bed. We don't see him die, but we know it's coming, and they share one last, you know, whatever. Oh, no, they freeze frame. He goes to punch him in the bed, yeah. and they, they freeze frame, and then I the tiger plays. <laughs> I think what would be great. Or I mean, his hand falls. <laughs> well, doesn't make it. Oh my god! Don't you do it because those are tears that's, that's welling it. up in that man's Rocky, eyes. The Rocky Four beginning, and he can't make it. Mm, uh, but 
Here's what I think would be. Nice. I'm very pissed off. <laughs> I know. I Burt Young is still alive. Mm-hmm. You could, you know, like cutting Adrian out of Rocky Balboa. I was angry about that at first, but it makes sense. You don't want Adrian again telling him that he's a fucking idiot and that he can't <laughs> win and that he's a loser. Yeah. And when when Rocky is more than capable of winning a fight, you know he needed that motivation. He needed to carry that into that fight mm-hmm. because it. He, he wasn't just... It's like the first Rocky. He, he's not just fighting for the title. He's fighting to prove his worth. <clears throat> he's not just fighting against uh, Antonio Tarver and Rocky Balboa. He's actually fighting for his life and a reason to live. Right. Because he doesn't have one anymore because Adrian's gone. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. With Pauly, I, go, I mean, it makes sense, I guess, if he was actually dead. But he, Burt Young is a great actor who yeah. never got used enough other than in Rocky movies. The only other movie I can even think of that he's in is Back to School. When he crushes the beer can. You, you are going to be known for Rocky and Back to School. Yeah, he's an Academy Award nominated actor. Let's all go get laid. Yay. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting how that shakes out. I um, And he didn't write it. No. I think Rocky won't. I mean, if Rocky dies, if he's he dies, can- <laughs> if Rocky dies, it shouldn't be, since he's fighting cancer, it shouldn't be cancer that gets him. He goes the distance with cancer. What, did you jump in the water? No. Yeah, why not? hundred years, this won't matter. He jumps and swims away. That'd be an awesome payoff. Well, I, when's it come out? November. November. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. It's got the Thanksgiving release date. Interesting. And I do like that he has second billing. He doesn't have an end credit. He doesn't have a no. win credit. He has second billing. Right. Which I think is great. I mean, there. it feels like you're going the Karate Kid route a yeah. lot with this. Is exactly the... But it also feels like you're going the Rocky Five route. Yeah. Yeah. I think. But uh, he's not going to turn on Rocky. No, that's the only thing he's not going to turn on. Which right. would be, you imagine that street fight? Kid kills him. <laughs> he yeah. gives him uh, cancer. Well, that's the thing about the first trailer that I absolutely loved is that uh, the kid brings up the third fight from Rocky Three. Yeah, how do you know about that? Because mm-hmm. I'm a son. I mean, there's that painting right there. But I mean, how do you know about that? I'm a son. But in the cre- and in the trailer, didn't you right. establish you didn't know him and he didn't have anything to do with you? Now that was the thing oh, I was trying yeah, to figure out. Which kid is he in the Creed clan? Basically, There's none. They're, they're going. I think what they're going with is uh, he's a bastard. She, she was, was preg- she, she was pregnant during Rocky Four. Yeah, didn't know it. Right, just fine. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I don't like that the lady who played the wife in the original movies isn't back because she was in all the originals. Yeah. it's like if they made a new Lethal Weapon and recast all of Danny Glover's kids. Right, who were in every single one of those movies. Right, it's a continuity issue. Oh well, but um, I'll be definitely there to see it. Oh, I, I'll be scared to death oh. seeing it, watching it, all this apprehension. But if it's rated PG thirteen or something for a thematic peril, I think I'll know. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, thematic peril. So next, movies for guys who like movies: used cars. Kurt Russell's. Yeah, let's just go ahead and call it. Let's do it, and then that'll usher us in a later when we. Get into some other Kurt Russell classics. Mm. What a way to start it. One of the underappreciated Kurt Russell performances. Forgotten. Oh, yeah. It's forgotten. Unfortunately. Used cars. That'll be coming up in a, in a, in a couple weeks. So. I love Cat Yeah. <laughs> I showed him Cat <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> That sounded dirty. <laughs> but anyway. Um, the, I mean, this was, There's no separate Twitter handle for, handle for this, so it's still at New Blood Pod. So you, know, you can still follow us on Twitter there. It, the New Blood Rising podcast is the home to the wrestling podcast and the movie podcast. So we just keep it all under one roof just to make it easier for everyone. But I'm still at William Rankin 83. I'm at CM underscore Stabs. I'm at the Jason Keeler. We'll see you guys next time.